Hello and welcome to the Back Yourself Show and today I'm going to be digging into the top five pieces of advice from our top five streamed episodes. And number five is episode 19 with Sam O'Connor, founder and CEO of Coconut, an accounting tool service that makes self-employment easier than being employed. So in this episode, he tells us you don't necessarily have to have an answer to kickstart your business. And he also talks about how it's a million times harder to sell a product than develop it. And lastly, like he's going to talk about today, never hold back on what your product or business idea is because you'll miss out on some key important things that could develop and also improve your business. Actually, it was my brother who was like, you better make friends with them because you might end up working together at some point. Yeah. Which was another very good bit of advice, right? And I think it sort of plays into this fear that entrepreneurs have that I'm like always telling people to battle, which is don't talk to people about your idea because they might steal it, right? It's just advice. Yeah. That's, you've just got to talk to as many people about your idea as possible because... If someone's going to steal it, they're going to steal it anyway, whether it's today or in a year's time. And I see my theory on that is like if you like, and also every time you speak to someone about your idea, you're market testing. Yes, like someone's telling you whether it's good or bad yeah. or giving you something yeah. else or whatever. And like, and also if you've if you've got a good idea, someone else has had it. Yeah, yeah. And if someone else hasn't gone through with it, it's either because it's not mm. a very good idea, yeah, or you're just better at execution. Mm. Like it doesn't. There's just mm. stop being afraid to share that idea. It's like when people are like. Oh, I'm, I have this thing where people would try to pitch to me for angel investment. They're like, can you sign an NDA? No. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. I can't. Come on. At number four is episode 17 with Chris Smith, a managing partner at Playfair Capital. In this episode, he tells us his view on who you should hire, his route to success, and what annoys him in pitches. But now we're going to go the whole way back to when Chris was starting his first company and what he did to get his foot in the door. I think having having grown up in this in this kind of really nice sort of idyllic home county setting, moved to London for university, and I was immediately blown away by the number of people from different countries. And it was like this crazy place. It was so, so sort of exciting. And about Two or three weeks uh, into being a fresher, I was on the tube. I saw an advert for this new way of making international calls. And it was really cool because you could make international calls with like no contract and it was basically free. So I had no idea how this company was doing it, but it sounded amazing. And I thought maybe I can sell that to students. So I got in touch with the, the company, went to their headquarters and I pitched to them. I didn't know I was pitching, but I basically went in and said, look, this is a really cool idea. Uh, I've got access to like 10,000 students in London, which is kind of a lie. I didn't. I thought I could probably figure out how to do it later on. Um, And they gave me my own access numbers for this service and they agreed to pay me a commission on all the calls that came through it. At number three is episode 20 with Sean Seaton Rogers, the managing partner at Pro Founders Capital. Pro Founders is an early stage fund based in London and he's founded some pretty cool businesses like Made. In his episode, he talks about the gap between angel investors and venture capital funds. Also, he talks about the risk of taking VCs funds. But now he's going to talk about how investing and funds could create a multi-billion pound company. On top of that, uh, you've got someone on the board of directors who will have veto rights over a number of things. Now, a lot of those are there for um, sort of uh, shareholder protections and so forth. Um, But you have someone that has a say in how your business operates going forward. And um, do you want that? Is that what you think is best for your ability to operate the company to the best of its, its, you know, to the highest chance of success for you? And and it might not be. Now, clearly, uh, there are benefits to VC as money, uh, VC money as well. Uh, the simplest being, it allows you to invest ahead of growth. When you raise money, you can invest. Sorry, to invest in growth 
ahead of revenue and profits. So when you raise money, you now have more money. You can invest that money in beating competition, in opening new markets, and in increasing the potential equity value of the business. So a lot of founders say, yes, you know what? I'll take 20% dilution, but I think it's worth it because I now have the opportunity to build a multi-billion dollar company myself. And yes, I might own 20% of that, but 20% of a couple billion dollar exit, that's pretty good. Uh, that works for me. Uh, and that's better than actually 100% of a $20 million exit. And so they're willing to take that risk and that trade-off. And then there are the true outlier stories of the Googles, the Facebooks, whatever it might be, uh, the Amazons, the Jeff Bezos, hopefully the Stakesters, uh, where it's, uh, it's, it's beyond transformational, right? But most importantly, it's, um, you're creating something that has real value for consumers at that stage, right? You, you don't get to be a $100 billion plus company unless you're doing something right for huge numbers of people. And number two is Eamon Carey, MD of Techstars, social entrepreneur, highly successful in early stage investment and a startup oracle. In his episode, he shares how he built a company for a success and where the next big companies will spend their time. Over the course of his episode, he talks about how angel investors actually figure out what to invest in, why should a startup raise money and what's a smart place to invest. And now let's hear what he looks for when investing in a company and particularly what he's looking for in a founder. You look for a couple of different things, right? I think I am really interested in people who are interested in things, right? And so I look for people who have a strong sense of intellectual curiosity, people who are kind of really passionate about what they do um, and why they're doing it and, and, you know, where you can see a real founder market fit. Like, you know, the, the first company I started was because it was something that I was really passionate about. As I looked at it, I saw there was a massive gap in the market. And I kind of thought that combined with, you know, the understanding that I had, I was like, I can build something in this. Is it going to be a billion dollar company? I mean, I wasn't thinking like that at the time. I was like, here's a gap. I can do this. I'm really pissed off that other people are not doing it. And I have a bunch of people I know who might give me some money to do it. Like maybe I should figure out a structured way to do that. And so I love seeing people who have that really strong kind of fender market fit, that real passion for what they're doing people when you go and meet them and you have that initial coffee you can like you feel the energy fizzing off them and you kind of sit there going holy shit like i want to be part of this journey i see what you what you see or i see the way that you see the mm -hmm. problem i understand the way that you're thinking about tackling it i see the way that you want to go about it yeah. um and so so much of it like i would say probably and honestly, like at this stage, mostly what I do is kind of precede like very early stage, you know, the, the, the first year, year and a half of a company's life. And at number one is Philip O'Reilly, head of the deal execution at Drapper Express. He's a specialist in funding startups at series A and B and setting those companies on a trajectory. In his episode, he shares his wisdom and what happens behind the scenes of investment and what he's looking for beside the numbers and where the next hot investment is coming from. But now let's hear exactly what Philip says that he looks for in founders when not to invest. And uh, we were saying before the show, we were saying, I mean, my view is when you pitch, you have to do three things. You have to elicit emotion in people. And the three emotions you have to elicit are excitement. Yeah, number one, they've got to be excited about your opportunity. Two, belief that you can deliver it. And three, FOMO. Yeah. They've got to be terrified that if they, they're going to miss out. Yep. But for you, like when the, you meet those founders and you talk about how well they work together, what are like, just so the people who are listening to this who have a team right now, what are those red flags? What makes you think, mm, I'm worried about these guys? 
You'd be surprised how basic some of it might sound. I've, I mean, I've sat in meetings where founders will cut across each other, like openly criticize you know, the answer to a question. So some of that stuff is, is very obvious. Like if they're having- And that, you're looking for that when you meet them, right? You absolutely have to, I think, because yeah. this is going to be a team that will go through really good days and really bad days. You know this, right? You can, you can have some of the best days of your life running a business and some of the worst days. And if you're not going to be able to navigate a meeting with, you know, an investor who's just generally interested in your company, how are you going to deal with the really bad days where, you know, to again borrow a, a line from Eamon when you're staring at the wall trying to make payroll? Like, yeah. you need people who can be relied upon, who can uh, work well together in times of real stress like real stress uh, and so in the meetings i have with with company founders i'm, I'm screening for that you, you can have those very obvious moments but then you also have these kind of fit moments where you talked about excitement right i had a meeting last week with a founder that was just from the moment he started talking about what he was building lots of things clicked into place and i was like right i, I want to be engaged yeah. with this i want to i want to follow up on this immediately I, I could almost stop the meeting now go off and like do a little bit of work i have to do at the desk and, and come back to him with like the whole host of questions my ic are going to have for him and that's it those are some clips that you might have missed when listening in to the top five episodes of the back sales show i hope you enjoyed this episode and a quick reminder that we've only got two weeks until we have our relaunch of the new series of The Back Yourself Show. We have got some amazing guests that are going to be on the show for the second series. And it's going to be a new vamped up version. We're going to have new music, new lighting, new set and new guests to give you the best advice on how to approve your startup and to be the best founder CEO or investor that you can. I hope you enjoyed and I hope that you listen in next week.